2: Dan Weederer, on-air
3: contributor for 670 The Score. You're going to be relying on a lot of young players, guys that have to materialize into who they thought they were. The Bears are who we thought they were. When either they drafted them or guys that they believe in that were already here, that's guys like Justin Fields.
2: Bears beat reporter an enterprise writer for the Chicago Tribune.
3: Matt has pounded it home from the day he took the job with the HITS principle and the acronym there and just saying repeatedly, we are going to be an effort-based football team.
2: Dan Wiederer, Get your track shoes on. With Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Dan Wieterer is brought to you by Horizon Therapeutics, a global biotech company going to incredible lengths. And he is with us on the SCORE hotline that is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook and Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670, the SCORE. How's your bye week go, Dan?
3: It was good. Yeah, it was really nice to just kind of have a weekend free and then yesterday uh, spend time watching games with my son, which is cool because he's in uh, a sweet spot of, of knowing every player and every team yep. and, and being happy to, to talk about it. And we went to, to Buffalo Wild Wings and watched him fret over his fantasy team. Isn't that, that the best? That sounds
0: fantastic. <laughs> what, what
3: is, is he
2: 10? He, he will be 10 next month. That's, so he's in fourth trade, yeah. Absolute wheelhouse. Now, from my experience, is that the next step – is once you teach him basic X's and O's, which he's probably already getting from Madden, is he, right. he's going to start calling out plays. He's going to start knowing tendencies because these kids that grow up on Madden, yeah. that, that's the cool stuff too, where he's like, this is a, this is a nickel blitz. I'm like, what? How do you exactly? Like, because that they, they run <laughs> they, they run it out of this. And he's like, sh-. I said, okay, single high. He goes. It isn't really single high. It's disguised single high. They're they're go- they're going to roll back the other safety into cover too.
3: Like what? How do you know? It's yeah, just like that's I, a- I, you're right. I mean, there's a sophistication to this that that is foreign to me. And I told him a couple of weeks ago he was going through something. I said, you're going to be a GM someday because your brain yep. just works in this this way that like it's, it's just foreign to me. And and it's it's cool. Uh, I also don't want him to become the smartest person in the house talking about football too soon.
2: Oh, that would be the best possible outcome.
3: <laughs> that would be awesome.
2: I, okay,
0: this all is, we had was Tech Mobile. Like right, we, we yeah. were excited to get like past four from the 49ers.
2: Well, we had Intellivision, yeah. man. We had we we had believe me, if Tech Mobile Deanna, was, was was another I, thing. I started on
3: Intellivision and that was where you like the, the play calls you had to like type in like seven numbers it was like four. Six,
2: three, one, four nine, numbers. Eight. <laughs> four numbers we had to outlaw there were two plays we had to outlaw the one where you the 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 throwback play where you run to one side of the screen it was 9723 was <laughs> had to be outlawed because we and if you knew another Intellivision player like are we are we, are we using the play or can you not use the play right and right. The, and the game it was an unstoppable play so the game got it wasn't fun anymore. So I wouldn't play with anybody who didn't outlaw the the play that, that hacked the game. So that's neither here nor there. Let me ask you my my meatbally bears question. Okay. Usually Scout team, when they do cards, whatever day they do, usually scout team is used to mirror the opposition and get you used to what you're going to see. They don't really need a scout team this week right? Can't they can't, wouldn't they be best off just having your, your, your twos and your threes or whoever it's going to be, have everybody rotate in against Justin Fields as much as possible in terms of playing defense. Yeah.
3: Um, I'm sure they'll still do it the traditional way. I I know what you're saying, but it's just the, the format and the the flow and the, uh, rhythm of practice, I think requires you to kind of, kind of have it in the way it's traditionally structured. It's going to be really interesting. I, I, I mean, I love these next two weeks, right? You get a, uh, a seven-day span because of the short week next week, where you play two legitimate Super Bowl contending teams, and in the way the Eagles looked yesterday, uh, you go, "Wow, this could get ugly quickly if you're not on top of it this week." And so, it's going to be a really, really cool challenge, I think, for this coaching staff and this group of players to to take because I think they're going to learn a lot about what true uh, championship contention looks like and how far away they are from that.
0: That's cool. I'm just worried that they're going to give up 50 points again.
3: They might. Yeah, they might. I mean, the Eagles the Eagles are dynamic, man, and they, they know who they are right now on both sides of the ball. And so you look at a team that's just, just playing right now with, with confidence and an understanding of who they are. It's uh it's it's what you aim for, right? And so so hopefully the Bears get a glimpse at that and understand, okay, we gotta figure out who exactly we wanna be, and then what are the one hundred and seventy six steps we've gotta take to get there.
0: I would also pose this to you. We had surprisingly reasonable takes A couple segments ago when it came to just thoughts that people had about the Bears where there was no real time peg to it. You weren't attaching it to a game. And we keep getting good takes on the tech slide, actually, which I also agree with. I know you have a lot of outlets for your your Bears thoughts, whether it's Take the North (laughs) podcast, whether it's one of the many shows here on The Score, or obviously your work in print. But is there something that you've thought about the Bears that you haven't said that you would like to voice?
3: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you the one thing this week that I'm kind of I'm actually writing about this right now and fascinated by is to see what direction they take this offense coming out of this by in terms of how much they are willing to let Justin run going forward. Because I think that all of us got so enamored by that stretch, that four game stretch where it was explosive run, explosive run, explosive run, explosive run, and then the injury in Atlanta. And then you see against the Packers, they, they, they ran it six times. They didn't have a single design run for Justin after halftime. Uh, You know, of those six runs, one's a kneel down, one's a, a one yard quarterback sneak, and two of them are, our scrambles on passing plays. So how much are they willing to call running plays for Justin going forward? Matt Eberflus last week, the day after the Packers game, sort of alluded to the idea that, hey, that Wildcat formation you saw against the Packers, you're going to see more of that going forward because that's going to be a way for us to mix in zone read looks and take – risk away from Justin. Well, it's also going to take away possible reward from your offense because it takes the football out of your quarterback's hands. It does not give the defense any uh, misconception that it's going to be a passing play. And now it's kind of that risk reward calculus on on how much do you want to let him use these these gifts that unlocked your offense? And how much do you have to start taking a step in a new direction to have a more balanced offense that that prioritizes his Productivity as a passer, and also, you know, make sure that he's available, right? Because you don't want to be in a situation like they saw in New York, where where you just walk into the stadium and you know you've lost the game already.
2: Something that I've sort of been struggling with personally, trying to be fair about it, was encapsulated in what I read. Uh, I think it was Brad Biggs that, that wrote today about Fields needing to do what quarterbacks do in this league, what teams do in this league, and that is win late games. Yep. Games are won late in the NFL. They it, are. It's a fact and yet i don't think it's fair to put it on fields personally at this point particularly with this team to say well he he has to learn how to lead a team down the field he has to learn how to win late i think it's it's more real that Yeah, I think he's going to be a whole hell of a lot better at it when the team is better. And and just trying to balance those two things and say, like, this is our knight in shining armor who's going to do it. Yeah, he's the most important player, and he's the quarterback, and there's an outsized importance. But to to, to saddle him with with too much of that is something I'm trying to keep from doing.
3: Well, so this is where this discussion in particular is one that I I think requires everyone to count to five and take a deep breath and then say what they have to say about it. because because Before we fall
2: into our tribes. Because I think
3: it's yeah. I, I think it gets lost in a shouting match really fast on what people are actually saying. And and I, I'm with you that it is more a they than a he issue. But he is the engine of this thing and no one is Uh, You you know, I I don't think it's unrealistic to say Justin was capable of beating, you know, the Lions, the Falcons and the Packers with one scoring drive late in the game. That wasn't some monumental task that no matter who you're surrounded with, you weren't going to be able to get done. We just watched Baker Mayfield on his second day as a Ram go down the field with Tutu Atwell and Ben Skronik and Van Jefferson. Right. So it's not like this this man. If you don't have talent, you can never get anything done in situational football. Justin's got to clear that hurdle, right? Can he get it done? Absolutely he can. Does he have all of the, the, the qualities that tell you he eventually will? Probably. But let's see it get going, you know, sooner rather than later. And so I, I think it gets lost because when people say, oh, you know, it would be nice for him to win one of these games late, the, you know, the field's backers just, you know, the ears go up and, and the attack comes on, on on what you're actually saying. But I think you phrased it pretty eloquently there. This this is what this league is. You have to win games late. The best teams, the championship teams have guys that when they get in the huddle, they know that that drives ending with a touchdown or a game winning field goal, right? Like they just know that they they get in there and there's a presence, a belief, and it's a belief and a presence that's based on prior results. And so the quicker you start building that, the better off you're going to be, you know, say week 11 next year when you're in the hunt and you're saying, let's go get this drive the faster you have two or three games to lean back on and say, we've done this before, the better it is for everybody.
0: I agree with that. I just also think that in this case, like many others, it's the Bears need to march down the field and win. It's not just on Justin. If it were just Justin Fields, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, they'll probably win. I'll take that. But that's not how it works.
3: But, but at the same time 16 months from now they're gonna to have to make a decision on whether they want to pay him 280 million dollars right so mm-hmm. so uh, eventually you you want to be able to say we saw it we know it's in there and 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 this investment is is something worth making they got to get them more talent we've established that now for for four months that their offensive line and receiving core and and, and playmaking uh, you know toolbox has to be fuller than it is now and so hopefully that will come but that doesn't mean you can just punt on these last four games hopefully they get another one you know in these last four games and they're not you know, lopsided games here that they're not in at the end. And hopefully they get another opportunity to to take a swing at it.
0: I'd also want to ask you, you mentioned the, the same thing that I was wondering, like when we made all of that of the mini buy and how we've talked about it forever and it changed the offense and we saw that the team make strides. I talked to Dave Wanstead about that a little bit yesterday on sports Sunday. And as a coach, what are you doing when you're in a period of evaluation and we saw how they were able to use that free time to their advantage prior. And he said he doesn't think it's going to be as wholesale because they did make those wholesale changes. It was a schematic difference. You did see a different playbook. And also in that, discussing how much they want to use Justin Fields because we haven't talked about how he said his legs were tired after that last game. And how not the one in Green Bay, but the one prior to him getting injured – Uh, The Atlanta game, it wasn't just about his shoulder at that point. It was also about his legs being tired. We saw the Theragun being used on the sidelines. So I wonder how that plays in as well when it comes to not just the scheme, but then you're also trying to target more receivers. Like We had a good discussion about how much Chase Claypool should be, how many snaps should he see, how many snaps should Alex Weatherwood see. So I wonder if that gets mixed in as well a little bit, just more personnel-based, less scheme-based
3: no question and this is this is why i think it's going to be really interesting for us to kind of watch what this offense looks like over the last four weeks the the steps they go in different directions and how it uh changes the productivity for better or worse and, and and what that means going forward it's a little bit of a trial run for them to figure out how to make this offense more balanced it was coming out of the detroit game that justin said that his legs felt heavy at the end of that one and then he was cramping in atlanta and then he takes that routine hit on a routine play and, and separates his shoulder and misses the next week uh, because of, uh, of that injury. And now all of a sudden as a coaching staff, you've got to, got to say, man, we've got a lot to figure out here. It's a good problem to have, you know, how, how do we unleash the fireworks show in a way that is safe, <laughs> you know, for all involved and just how do we continue to take steps in a, as an offense that get us to where we ultimately want to go and ultimately where they want to go. They don't want to be a team that, Leads the league in rushing and is dead last by a country mile in passing. You want to have some more balance. You want to have uh, more guys you can count on in the offense. And now is the time to to try to unlock some of those things down the stretch of a 3-10 and 10 season that uh, basically cuts off some of your homework for for April and May and
2: June when you come back next offseason. How bad is the Bears' pass rush? <laughs> by, by whatever metric, I don't know if you've, you've looked, but so I, I don't it, think I've ever seen a worse one.
3: They... they, they they have 16 sacks right now. That's obviously an NFL low. Their only time in the 21st century that they've been below 20 in a season. They had 18 in 2003. So historically, the sack total is gross. <laughs> and 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 the lack of pressure and the lack of, uh, you know, just game-changing, drive-changing contributions from, from anybody up front, it's not there. Uh, and, and, again, this just goes back to the, the part of the conversation where, where – the list of needs for this this much anticipated off-season shopping spree is so long. It's just hard to imagine them even knocking off, you know, 50 to 60% of what they really need to to take the next step in this league. That's obviously a big one. If you can't rush the passer in this league, you're in big trouble. And right now they're in big trouble. I think they have four sacks during the six-game losing streak. I think the Eagles had seven sacks yesterday. So, you know, do the math on that and, and try to figure out where, where they add up in this this equation.
0: We've had a little bit of discussion about Cairo Santos today. So, I want to ask you, what's your level of panic button with Cairo Santos?
3: My podcast partner, David Haw, is usually more worried about Cairo than I am. I did tell him last week that uh, Cairo watch is warranted at this point. I don't have a, a high level of panic because He's just been pretty steady for most of his time, the second stint here in Chicago, and I just feel like he's going to get it figured out and finish the season strong. But there's been enough to to make you go, well, <laughs> let's not take it for granted, and let's not see it as a guarantee and a given as we might have, you know, two months ago. So there is uh, there is some time here to to look at that and say, is is he? Uh, in a groove, and, and you don't want to. You don't want to keep having to add needs to what we just mentioned. Is a super long list of needs. Now you, you, you know, you, you look at Eddie Jackson's injury, and you go, man, do we have to add another starting safety to the list of two two thousand twenty three offseason needs? Maybe, you know, Darnell oh, yeah. Mooney. Darnell Mooney, do we have to keep track? You know, the last thing the Bears can afford right now is to keep adding things to the bottom of that list or to the middle or the top of that list. And, and you, you know, kicker's a small one, but it's a big one, right, at the same time. So you just want to you want to feel good going into the offseason that you don't have to go into another kicker search.
2: We already had that offseason. I'm not doing uh, that again.
3: Oh,
0: that, yeah, with <laughs> like the drills and the simulated games am challenges. I'm not, I'm not doing challenges. that again.
2: They, they that, can was do wacky. It. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was bad. Dan, thank you so much. Appreciate it.
3: You got it. Enjoy the week, guys.